You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Names Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Alex Rodriguez. No, it's, it's just Julian Andrews. Almost, almost. Oh. Uh, Julian, we had a whole, uh, we kind of had our, our plan today of what we're going to yeah. talk about. And then um, there's some news last night uh, that we'll certainly get into. Before we get into that, though, we'll tell you that this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code TBPN during signups. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action to win a free shot at $1 million. That's code TBPN, and you can get a free shot at $1 million only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 re- deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Um, if you win a million dollars, let let us know and maybe um, give us some of the money. Um, all right, Julian. Uh, big news yesterday after yeah. uh, months and, and kind of years of speculation um, of the Glenn Taylor is selling the team. Yeah. Um, th- there, there was a report. I think John Krasinski might have reported it first, and then we saw it come from Woj and, and everybody else. But um, Glenn Taylor to sell the the Wolves and the Minnesota Lynx to Alex Rodriguez and Mark Lohr. Uh Is you it Lore or is it Lori? Lori, I don't know. That's, I think it's Lori. Well, then, th- this is why we do these podcasts, Julian. Um, I think you spell it L-O-R-E. Yeah. Is that, so is it that Lore? That is correct. Let me see. It is Lore. You're right. You were right. That's all right. That's why we do it, Julian. Um, okay. You and I kind of texted about this and, and like what it means. So uh, first off, let's introduce these two guys. Who are they? Well, Alex Rodriguez. Um, is he still with JLo? I don't know. Um, a few weeks ago, they said no. And then uh, the tabloid said no. But then Alex and Jennifer said, yeah, we are. Um, but Kyle, I also read that somebody did an Instagram story that was just them and not the other one. So ooh, I know I've never seen you do an Instagram story without Jenna. Every time I see you post a picture of your cat mm-hmm. on your Instagram story, I, I get concerned. And then I saw that Jennifer Lopez was was, uh, photographed without her ring. Okay. See, that seems a little more serious. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? But yeah, so... uh, See, this is the type of thing we can look forward to for years to come. It is, yeah. This is the type of drama that we need to bring to the Twin Cities to kind of, you know, spice things up. So we need it from our ownership. Um, We need more tabloids. Replace 
incompetency with um, tabloids. That's what we yeah. want for our yes. Minnesota owners. Um, legitimately, legitimately, yes, I want that. I actually, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Um, K. Rodriguez is one of the best baseball players of the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could probably say he's one of the best baseball players of all time. Steroids obviously clouded his career. Uh, 22 seasons, 12 with the Yankees, um, then seven with the Mariners in Seattle, which we'll get to why that's maybe important, maybe not. Um, in a little bit, uh, three with the Rangers, he hit 295 and, and, um, nearly 700 home runs. His value is $350 million. Um, which means that there probably needs to be a little bit more money here, yeah. which brings us to lore who is 49 years old. He's an entrepreneur. Um, he founded, um, a G a R P which I don't know what that is. Diapers.com and jet.com, which it, that it seems like that's like an e-commerce. It's a big e-commerce guy. Yeah. And he, um, I know he did a lot with e-commerce for Walmart. I think mm-hmm. he's the CEO of their e-commerce division. They're now the second biggest e-commerce website in the world. So very successful kind of e-commerce entrepreneur is the cliff notes version of uh, what he does. Yeah, and, and it, it, the Timberwolves were not the first choice for Rodriguez and lower to buy mm-hmm. last year along with Jennifer Lopez, um, they put in a bid to buy the New York Mets uh, and the deal did not go through. So um, these two have been looking and, and I also think it's important that we note that, uh, you know, we'll get into this later about moving the team, why it's also important. Maybe it's like, you know, we're just kind of trying to pick up pieces, right. Of like little hints. I think it's also important that they thought about buying the nets or the Mets, a team that is not going to go anywhere. Um, Right. So, yeah. I mean, speculate however I, you want. I, I think we'll, I mean, we'll get into this, but I, I think it's, it's clear that, well, first of all, the two of them have worked together for a long time. So that's the other thing. They're not just being brought together by this bid to buy the Timberwolves. Also, it's clear that they've been trying to buy a sports team mm-hmm. just in general. I think this is where you're going. It's not like they are trying to buy a specific team or buy a specific, you know, they're not trying to move a team to a specific place. It seems like they're casting a really wide net. The Timberwolves were one of the first teams that came available after the Mets were, and they pulled the trigger. And of course, this deal also isn't done. Um, they've just kind of signed, a, I believe, like some kind of statement of intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so, so there's a lot, and we'll get into this, there's a lot still that needs to be ironed out. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Um, what is the deal? Uh, the proposed deal is... Uh, right around that $1.5 million range. Um, no way. And one, $1.5 billion. Yeah, okay, there you Did go. Did I say million? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> like, if, if that was the case, together. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, we could have we <laughs> talked to people. Um, uh, so, and the kicker here is uh, Taylor, Glenn Taylor will continue to hold full control over the Timberwolves and the Lynx. Um, and yes, the Lynx are involved, which again, that's, kind of important um yeah super important it's uh you know i especially when you consider the way the wolves and Lynx offices are built they're literally built together so if you'd separate ownership that'd be it just kind of be a weird dynamic and i don't even know what that'd look like um, i don't think taylor would sell it to somebody individually yeah i agree um and rodriguez and lore would take over in 2023 which is two years from now um okay so we already talked Will are, are the links involved? Yes. Um, and I think for those speculating at the team, Julian, you talked about this this morning in our text message uh, with the team, maybe people speculating that they could go to Las Vegas or Seattle. Well, 
certainly they could move the Timberwolves to one of those, te- those areas, but they can't bring the links with them. They'd likely have yeah. to sell back to somebody to keep them in Minnesota because the Seattle, Seattle already has a team. And so does Las Vegas. The WNBA and the NBA organization will never clear a move for the links. It's not going to yeah. happen. Like the links have one of the strongest WNBA fan bases. They're probably one of the few WNBA teams that actually turns a profit. Yeah. The NBA will not let them move. I think that's legit. I think le- honestly, that's like literally true. I think yeah. no, for, they a won't good, let it happen. A, for a good while, the links were like the only team making money, which it's not uncommon. Like the, no, no. I mean, before, we, like, we could go team, deep. Yeah. yeah. We could go deep on kind of same, WNBA same finances. With, but, well, and yeah. NBA. Like I think no, everybody I think nine out of the, nine out of the thirty teams in the NBA don't make a profit. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with the national TV contracts feeding money exactly. back into the local franchises. Like a lot of yeah. these local franchises don't make money, including yeah. the Wolves, by the way. The Timberwolves for like the last ten years have been on like the NBA's like I don't know what they call it. Um, they get the but, they get the stimulus checks from but the, it's Lakers, from the yeah, Lakers. It's, <laughs> it's basically a plan from the NBA being like, hey, like try to follow these steps to be successful. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh blame blame. On that will. note, dude, one point five billion, that is not that much. No, um for an NBA team. Well it says to meet an asking price that is expected to soar well past one point three billion, which I don't know if I'd necessarily hmm. call two hundred thousand dollars or t- sorry, two hundred million dollars soaring. Yeah. Um, especially hmm. when you're talking the billions, but whatever. Um okay. From last year, he was looking for 1.2 billion. So actually, okay, probably yeah, right, yeah, you're right. Better right. Uh, whatever. That's not here nor there. Um, okay. The question everybody wants to know. I've gotten text this morning about it. Um, people were messaging me on Twitter last night, and of course, we don't know the answer to this. Uh, well, okay. Th- does this mean the wolves are more likely or less likely to stay? Well, what do we know? We know that, uh, and maybe this is nothing at all, right? We know that Alex Rodriguez played for Seattle for eight years and Seattle needs a basketball team. Also, we know that Alex Rodriguez played for New York for 12 seasons and then tried to buy the Mets when he played for the Yankees. So I, I don't know where you land on this. I don't think like that he played for the Mariners matters at all. Um, I don't even necessarily think that we should even look at any sort of hints that he would move the team because like you said before, it seems like they just wanted to buy a sports team and the Timberwolves were available. Right? So, yeah, here's right. What, what I think, I think that there is a, sorry, I think there's a legitimate argument that the NBA should move the Timberwolves. However, I don't think that Alex Rodriguez specifically buying the team or means. being in this ownership group means that they will. Um, I will say, I think that the NBA is more likely to expand than to relocate. Um, I was texting you about this a little bit this morning. It seems like, I don't know, if I were the NBA, I would try to add teams in Seattle, add a team in Las Vegas, just have 32 teams and move the Wolves to the East. You know, Chicago's in the Eastern Conference. The geography's already screwed up anyway. Um, It seems like definitely Las Vegas and Seattle would be the next two spots to get a team, but I don't know if you want to move it. I just, I just don't know that it's worth kind of the, the hassle and the PR struggle. And I I think that the league would expand before they would move. I could be totally proven wrong on this, but I don't know. We'll see. It's also, you know, people are saying, well, Taylor made them promise 
you know, that doesn't matter. We're talking about the guy who, who, who like had a handshake deal with Andrew Wig- right? like Wiggins. Yeah, like, there's there's a bad history here of Taylor being like, it's cool guys. <laughs> like they can do whatever they want with the team. Um, but I also like owners can't just pack up and move NBA teams. You know, there's also this, I think it's a little bit, you know, we just got the new arena. Target Center is new. I know the Wolves don't own Target Center, but it's still like they have an updated arena. Like they, they have a lot of things that kind of keep teams where they are. Their practice facilities are state of the art. Like there, there aren't these kind of other indicators quite as much, I feel like, for the Wolves. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, it's also really hard to assess because we've never really seen what the Wolves would look like in the modern, like modern era of the franchise with a winning team. Um, you know, like how are you, how are you really going to assess whether or not the Wolves, Wolves fans would come through and buy tickets and support the team if they're winning when they haven't won in years and moving cities is not going to help the team win. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. So like a, f- a few things here, of course, like the, the, the this partnership won't officially take over until 2023. So for people being like, Oh, we're like, are we going to hear rumblings of the team leaving in the next two years? No, you won't. Cause Glenn Taylor will still be in charge. Um, like if, if we hear rumblings, that won't be to like 2025. Cause wherever they're going, um, somebody could talk to me about like the, I don't know if Las Vegas and Seattle already have like arenas ready to go. Um, but like that would have to be all passed. The NBA would have to approve it like it would literally be like a five-year plan, right? So like we're talking like 2026, 2027, which is a long ways away. So I don't, I mean, I tend to agree with you with like expanding probably makes more sense. But then also I think when you do have a team like the Timberwolves that has been bad for so long and um, it's been pretty clear that they make the wrong decisions over and over again, um, like maybe it is just in the best interest to, move that team and see if uh you know and and the thing is if Alex Rodriguez like if they paid 1.5 billion dollars like yes they might tell Glenn Taylor like we, yeah like well we're aren't we intend to keep it in Minnesota if you pay 1.5 billion dollars for something like you can probably you can I don't know what the rules are but you can probably just do whatever you want when Taylor's out of the picture there's no reason that they can't move the team if the league wants them to move the team or if the league is on board for them to move the team yeah like this, this handshake deal means nothing. Um, and you know, Taylor is an old school businessman. He's not, this is not, this is not how this works. Like they can move the team if they want to, but I will say it's kind of lost in all of this talk about whether or not the Timberwolves are going to go become the Sonics. This is a pretty good group to buy the Timberwolves. You know, like yeah. I, I think that getting some people who are clearly invested in having a sports team and who are competitive and innovative and interested in building a winning franchise uh, seems like a really, really good thing. Alex Rodriguez was a player, obviously. Of his, I mean, he wasn't a basketball player, but he, he played for a sports team. He's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. He's going to be able to talk to these guys and this ownership group is going to be able to relate to the players on the team and the people who work for the teams in a way that Glenn Taylor just isn't as, you know, an old school businessman who made his fortune making paper, Make paper. you know, it's just, it's just not, it's not the same kind of thing. And the, the wolves just have this very top down thing from Taylor. We, we talk about it a lot, kind of the favoritism, the, the, the man to man conversations and the, 
Like as we've talked about the handshake deals and those things need to end. And even I, if you look at the leadership yeah. for the wolves and like, I don't want to shit on anybody here, but it's like, even if you just look at the leadership, it's like, I mean, Ethan Kasson, the CEO, like basically said when he got back that a big reason why he got back is because he was familiar with Glenn Taylor from his first stint with the Timberwolves. So you, you cannot rise within the Timberwolves if Glenn, if you're not like no, in, in with Glenn. I mean, there's like a running joke of like how some people literally have like they rise up to their positions because they have some sort of relationship with the Taylor family. That's not, I mean, that's this, not is, a mean, joke. This, yeah. Is, yeah, this is all very like public information, but it's like you have people that are, that have been there for 10 or 15 years and uh, they, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I think uh, to be, I'll be completely honest with you. My first thought when I saw this move was that you're probably going to see some shakeups in the next two to three years on the business side of things, with the sure. things, because you certainly think that somebody like lore has people that he knows and respects. And he's probably been telling them this throughout the last few years. If I get this job in sports, like I'm bringing X up, I'm bringing you along to fill X position. You're going to be this C-level position. And you, of course, you don't want anybody to lose a job, but I think that's, and we've seen that in sports throughout the last, I mean, every time new ownership comes in, people get wiped out. That is more likely to happen to me or for me immediately than to see um, uh, the team move, the, the especially, yeah. I mean, especially initially. I think what, what you'll probably see is you'll probably see new leadership on the, on the business, uh, business side. side. And then you'll probably say, you know, if Rosas is still there in two years, you, you know, you probably say, okay, like, here's your prove it dear deal or year. And then you have this kind of scenario where, um, because as a new ownership group, they want to put their stamp on the team. They want to put a stamp on a team that Glenn Taylor's had his stamp on for the last 25 years or 30 years. And it hasn't been a particularly great stamp, you know? Um, and I mean, they should want that, right? Yeah. Like, you've, like they should want this, and Wolves fans should want that too. Like again, yeah, definitely not saying anybody should lose their job here, and that's you know that would that would be sad. But at the same time, yeah, the Timberwolves have done some really cool stuff on the business side. Um, I don't really know how much we want to go into like dynamic ticket pricing and all of that, but bringing this kind of e-commerce lens to the Timberwolves business organization is going to help the team. And when the Timberwolves, I think people underrate the, it's people overrate the importance of the business side of basketball organizations to the owners making money. Owners make money, even if teams suck uh, on Mm -hmm. the business side and on the basketball side, people underrate how important it is for basketball teams or they underrate the relationship between the business and basketball sides. When the business succeeds, that success carries over. Owners are more willing to spend money. The like professionalism of that organization translates. So I, I'm glad. I think they should, should bring more people in. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think like, especially for a, a like a, a franchise that's been broken with a lot of things the, the way yeah. they do things. And I, like you and I always talked about this, it's like so much is based in, in, in to, to defend the business side of things that I think, you know, they, they don't make money and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think it's in like, right. Like there's like the jokes of uh, 1500 fans being back at target center and like, Oh, that's actually a good night for the wolves. I will say, because you and I dealt with this firsthand was okay. We, the, the Timberwolves rank X in web views, right. Yeah. Or, our social media engagement or whatever. And right. Like social media engagements, a little, basically you're comparing it and like an engagement rate, 
where you're not tweeting in something unless you know it's going to get high engagement, um, which is, I mean, what, whatever. I mean, like you, right, you look at all these ratings that the league gives you, and basically it's like, well, when our team does better, all of those things go up, yes. including ticket sales. Yes. So, like on the it, business it is, side, it's it like is, it is hard to overcome a shitty basketball. Team. And I remember one, of, you know, I think we're you know, one of the things that was preached um, recently within the organization, and rightfully so, was we're going to have a world class business even if our product on the court isn't very good. And while that's a great goal to have, it's unrealistic because if your team isn't good and it continues to be a bottom five team in the league, you're irrelevant and your whole business suffers because your product isn't good. I mean, you could be like, Hey, if our, if none of our cars run, it doesn't matter. We're going to be the best auto sales dealership <sighs> in the world. It's like, well, no, that's not how it works. Right. Cause nobody wants your cars. Like they might like you and your personality. Um, and you can give them free coffee when they come into your door, but like, um, so whatever. Right. Yeah. But I, wouldn't you agree? And I, I don't, I'm not trying to goad you into kind of like giving up the state secrets here, but wouldn't you agree that there are some cultural things inside the organization as a business that could be shifted that would yeah. improve the results? I, yes. Um, I would, yeah. what I would say is that I think when a shift happened a few years ago, um, I don't want to get like too um, yeah, yeah. in the weeds here. I think there was a really good thing that happened, but I also think there was a, uh, maybe a not so great shift that happened um, with the team as far as how business is, is handled and, and um, what, you know, whatever. I, I don't want to get too much in the weeds with, with, with a lot of this stuff. I, but I do think that something needs to be fixed. And um, yeah. And I think like, this, again, this is a good move. You're getting a guy on the national stage that yeah. like, I mean, Alex Rodriguez for everything he's gone through and like the steroid stuff and everything like, it seems like, like, I, I, I don't know, I guess from my perspective, he's pretty well respected. And like, he kind of had a resurgence the last few years as being like a Fox TV guy. And everybody's yeah. like, wow, this guy's actually like pretty good, good on TV. Uh, we like him. And then, um, yeah. So, I mean, like as far as ownerships goes, you can do, certainly do a lot worse. It seems than these guys coming in, um, you know, what I'll that go on means. There. I don't, I'll, I don't care about the steroids. I'll go on the record. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it matters anymore. I don't either. I don't really care about baseball that much, so I might not be the best person to speak on this. But you know, yeah, to me right now, he's just like a high-profile, very successful athlete who cares about winning, and that seems like a good person to have in charge. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true. And like, I mean, it will be interesting to see how um, like public-facing he is as an owner of the team because. I mean, I think we've seen stories of like, well, Justin Timberlake's owns part of the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. And he'll be at like one game a year because he owns like 3% and right. whatever. Where like, is he going to be super, super involved in this? Or is he just like a 3% part of the group? And he's yeah, like, Laura is definitely the, the big money here. Yeah. So you, you just wonder how public facing will Alex Rodriguez um, be f f for this. But um, it'll certainly be interesting. Julian, um, in 2030, Will the Timberwolves still be in Minnesota? What's it now? 2021. Um, I think it's a hard question to answer. I, I'm, I'm, I guess I have to come down one or the other. I think that's directly tied to how many times the Timberwolves can make the playoffs in the next five or six years. 
Yeah, I think I think that's probably I fair. I think that I guess if I had to guess, I would say yes. Yeah, I think your assessment is right. I think that I think it's going to be based on short-term performance in the next like four to five years. Like, what can this team do to prove that? Um, because I, in my mind, new ownership coming into a team that has underperformed um, and been disappointing for so long. Their, your first reaction is going to be like, okay, what do we need to change, right? Yeah. And then if you ch- start to change things and you're still not seeing the results or whatever, I think it's pretty easy to just be like, all right, let's just start fresh, like in a new market. And I mean, the yeah, the big money question is, is the if the Timberwolves start willing, winning, will the fans start coming to games? Or mm. is Minnesota just not a good enough basketball market with all the other sports that are in town and with the kind of history with these fans? Yeah. And I, I would say when the market is booming, cause we were there during the Jimmy Butler season, which yeah. was like, as far as the team making the playoffs, I can tell you it was like the least enjoyable time I've ever had working for the team. It was a tough, <laughs> it was a tough season. I think basically just cause all the, on the, like the, on the court and off the court drama. Game but, is tight though. but like, yeah, the fans were nuts. Like, so if, if you build it, they will come. I think mm, now the baseball. pressure is, speaking of a rod's language now, now, but I think the pressure is you have to build it rather quickly and prove to an ownership that's probably looking for change more than they were looking to stay the same. And you can hardly blame them for that. With that, let's go to Kyle's card corner, which might seem like a weird transition here. Is it a rod? It's Alex Rodriguez. So <laughs> uh, we're, we've seen more and more of this in the card community that um, like presidential cards have been really big. Um, they big cards for presidents. Yeah, like tops will make like first pitches. Oh, um, gotcha. And okay. like, yeah. it'll, it'll like, th- there's some other brands. Um, Joe Biden signs the infrastructure bill. Well, I got a Joe Biden um, uh, Tops Now card from the inauguration and I sent wow. it into PSA right away. Wow. I had no idea this even existed. Yeah. It's, so it's a big market. Truly, um, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> they, they will, like a Jay Z card. Uh, they, the Tops did like wow. a Legends and like, a pop culture from like 2012, a Jay-Z card has been selling like for thousands cool. of dollars. So you can get an Alex Rodriguez PSA rookie flair, which is the cheapest one for about $140. Um, now a few things. So as a baseball guy, his card will just increase naturally because of if he uh, makes the hall of fame, which Julian, you said it before people our age don't care about steroids as much like it, it was part of the time similar to like hand checking was part of the NBA. Right. Um, I think they should allow them personally. Well, everybody is just in crabby moods and they have acne all over their back. Um, <laughs> so I get I, my, so it's going to like, if you're a baseball fan, I think that it's a good buy simply because it could continue to go up because of the hall of fame. But I would also say as a businessman as like a pop culture icon, um, I think that you'll see more and more of these guys that do that do stuff after their career um, as players. Uh, like another guy I think to, to keep an eye on is like somebody like Andrew Luck, who mm. his cards took a huge dip down, but like this one of the smartest guys ever. If he gets into like politics or business later on, I think you're going to see like his rookie autograph with the Colts. I think you're going to see those cards go up because you're going to attract a new yeah. market. Totally. Um so I think that's something to keep an eye on um, for, and for like 140, 150 bucks for a rod, I think uh, it's probably worth, worth uh, the investment. 
Um, if I followed all my advice for everything that I said on here, I'm going to have to chart this after my wedding because I just don't have any money to um, throw at anything else but that right now. Um, I'm going to like make a chart of how many times I'm right and wrong. Um, yeah, Kyle's card corner needs like a score. Somebody needs to like hold me in check. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. We can make this. We can. Joe Cronenberg. Do it. Um, all right, Julian, that's all we got for today. Um, all right. It's good to see you, as always. Yeah, you too, dude. Uh, exciting times with the Wolves. We'll talk soon. We'll, we'll do our game. We have, a, we have a fun little game for you guys later this week. Uh, and have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. See you guys.